the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. And hope everything is working out for you. I don't know about you guys, but uh, my wife has had me um, uh, garage sailing all morning long, right? Yes, but I think you found a couple things too. So yeah, I bought life vests for the grandkids, <laughs> <laughs> so that when they were on the the boat, that they had life vests and yeah. stuff like that. But a nightstick to oh yeah, I bought an old people. nightstick. No, come on. Um, I, I used to, folks. I used to be a policeman, and um, I have my original leather. I have my original pistola. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my original mace. All the your tool belt. Right. But the only thing I didn't have, or at least I don't think I had, was a uh, a nightstick. Right. And so I found one for four dollars mm-hmm. and um so that kind of completes uh, for halloween you know you look good oh yeah you know, when you when you're that way no question anyway we're going to talk about cars and if you have a car question or car problem you're welcome to join us 602-508-0960 Two things i want to bring up okay number one we had a guy call in mm-hmm. and he was um he was he was a little aggravated he wasn't rude uh, about oil changes oh yeah and he said that uh, a 10,000-mile, an 8,000-mile, a 6,000-mile oil change was just against God's law. Yeah. It just was bad. I think he was most wound up about the 10,000 miles. Yeah. So. And, 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 and he, but he, he wasn't rude or anything like that. He was just real passionate, I, I guess is the word. Right. And, um, and then he talked about oil does this after so many miles, but it isn't true. I don't remember what he said, but I know that it is. Oh true. yeah, it it changed. Oxidizes. It, or it oxidizes. I think that's what he said, and okay. so it ruins your car. And yeah. Okay, the, and let me just kind of clear up any confusion that we may have just created. First of all, do you know what pour point is? No, okay. I mean I've heard it, but I don't remember. Okay, pour point is when the oil will pour out of the can on a cold morning. Okay. Okay, so pour point. It's three different pour points depending on your oil. Conventional uh-huh. oil, which is what we call, you know, regular oil. Right. Regular oil pours out at about 25 to 30, depending on the brand. Okay. Below zero. Below zero. 25, okay. 25 to 30, below zero. Um, semi-synthetic blended oil is a little higher than that. So maybe 30 to 40, 45. Below. Below zero. Okay. But a synthetic oil will pour out of the can at 50, 60 below zero. Okay. So it, otherwise it's wax. All right. So the oil turns to solid. And, of course, if you're in 60 below Wisconsin or Minnesota weather, it's not a good idea. Plus, your motor probably won't start because you'll never develop any oil pressure. So that's kind of a poor point. Now, oxidation is when the oil turns to a tar. That's the, that's the technical term for it is oxidation. Okay. So regular oil about... 275 to 300, somewhere around there. It turns to a tar. Um, synthetic oil or semi-synthetic oils is in the middle. 
So let's say it's 350, 375, but synthetic at 500. Okay. Okay. So synthetic doesn't turn to a tar. It doesn't burn to a tar until 500 degrees. Here's the problem with that idea is the fact is, is your motor is toast at about 275. So when you get up to 275, I don't care what kind of oil you have in there, the oil will still be fine, and it won't turn to toast. It won't turn to a black tar, but the rest of your engine will. <laughs> so It'll be gone anyway. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't really make any difference. But that extra wide window of protection does give you a little bit more protection. Say, for instance, my mother or you were out late at night sometime, and you had an overheat, and you needed to drive it another half a mile to safety. Mm -hmm. So with a synthetic oil, you're more than likely to make that other half a mile. But with a conventional oil, you may or may not. So that kind of... And of course, cold weather, we don't worry about cold weather in Arizona, so it doesn't really make any difference. Right. Regular oil has an oil change capability of 3,000 to 4,500 miles, somewhere around in there. Actually, I'm going to go to 3,000. Yeah. 3,000 or less. That's just regular oil, and that oil change is somewhere between 35 and $40 around town. Mm -hmm. Okay, semi-synthetic, which is a blended oil, but folks, this is what it means by blended oil. They don't tell you what percentage it is of conventional and what percentage of synthetic. So it could be a 90% conventional oil, the old-fashioned oil, and it could be 10% the Microsoft new oil. Okay. Or it could be 50-50. They won't tell you. But that's a blended oil. I know our oil change is about 40, 42, yeah, it, 40. It, it runs a little over 40. We've had to raise it because we've had 10 oil increases in the last, I don't know, year. Well, less or less, that. maybe yeah. six months. Six months. And we hadn't raised it till just recently. Yeah. So. And we were eating all those raises, right. but it was five and ten cents a gallon. Uh, uh, I think a quart. Uh, I, I thought it was a gallon. But anyway, if it's a quart, then it's 40 cents a gallon. Yeah. And it follows the gasoline prices right. anyway. Right. So at the end of the day, then you have, after you have reg regular oil, conventional oil, the old-fashioned oil, then you have a blended oil, a, a half synthetic, half conventional, and then you have full synthetic. Right. And synthetic runs up from, well, 3,000 on the conventional, 3,000 to 4,500 or so on the semi-synthetic, 4,500 to 7,500 miles plus or minus on the uh, full synthetic, and some of them will go up to 10,000 miles. I know that our 540 diesel oil goes up to 10,000 miles because that's what I'm doing. Right. Now, folks, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of discussion about the filters. So there's lots of older guys that are resigned to the fact that they're going to change their filter in halfway through an oil change and give new life to their oil. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. No. It doesn't work. There's no such renovation that can happen. Now, if your oil filter is a 20 micron oil filter, microns, really small pieces of trash, to take one off and put another one on is going to do the same thing. It's going to. It's not going to rejuvenate your oil. It's just going to continue to filter at 20 microns. I haven't seen an oil filter that was plugged up in 30 years, except for when we end up with a tremendous water leak in with the oil, and then the water and the oil turns into a white mud. Foamy, and, yeah. And foaming mud, or a brown chocolate milkshake, and that will plug up a filter. But the consistency of what we're talking about is frosting on a cake. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's going to plug the filter. Yeah. But in reality, um, your chances of 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 using your filter longer than it can handle your car is slim and none. Right. Well, and he was he was thinking that um, you know he just thought that you were 
way out there saying go 10,000 miles. Well, a lot of the major oil brands make them to go 10,000 miles. It's right on the right on the container, 10,000 miles. And don't some of the new cars come with that, that you don't have to change your oil for 10,000 miles? But not only that, is Mobile One is a 9 to 10, I'm, I could be wrong on this, 9 to 10,000 miles. But Mobile One extended right. now goes to the 12 or 13 or 15, which is what Mercedes-Benz is talking about. Right. So the, Mobile came out with an oil that goes, okay, well, you can use ours 8 to 10,000. Oh, there's somebody bigger? Okay, we're going to call it extended. Right. Now, what about all these claims that if you use our oil additives, we guarantee your engine to be fine? There's there's a lot of chemicals that you put in your car, you put in your radiator, you do all this fancy stuff, or you use our oil, or, or better yet, your oil additive. If right. you use our oil additive, then we're going to guarantee your motor. There is that is so much crap that you you look at the at the at the business end of that, and you have to do your maintenance, and you have to do it at this time, and you have to do it with their people, and you have to use their additive every time. And the fact of the matter is, is how many bad motors do we see in a month? I don't know, a uh, couple, three, four, sometimes. Okay, I'm going to say no, because if we do four a month and you're doing 50 motors a year, that's almost one a, a week, and we're not doing one a week. No, but sometimes, okay, it comes in spurts, and I yeah. know we just had three or four. Yeah, you're so, right. So, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, average it out, maybe one, okay. two a month. All right, so if we're doing if we're doing 20 cars a day uh-huh. and five days, that's 100 a week. So 50 weeks on top of 100, what's that? What's 100 times 50? 5,000? Mm-hmm. So we're doing 5,000 cars. Okay. So if we do two a week, we're only doing 110 cars, engines. Mm-hmm. The, the idea is, is, now, on the engines that we do, do you have a feeling on whether they were worn out or whether they were damaged by yeah, the nut I, I don't wheel? think I've ever seen one worn out. Well, the, it's always somebody ran it hot or you know, something. Yeah. And there, we have done some that were burning oil so bad. Mm -hmm. They were smoking, you know, they just, it was embarrassing to drive the car. And once you develop all that internal pressure, then the engine starts blowing gaskets because the pressure is like trying to push its way out of the engine. So it wipes out gaskets and seals and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, we do an older one, but, but if people just reside themselves to watch the dashboard, and don't let the temperature gauge get into the red zone, and don't let the oil get into the red zone, the oil pressure, which is on the left side of the gauge, right. and the temperature's on the right side. If they never do that, then they're not going to experience a, a, a bad motor. Right. Well, in the oil change interval, you know, go 3,000 miles or go 4,500 miles or whatever, but that doesn't mean that you don't ever have to check your oil in that time either. And so. that's the real problem. Right. Because people think they're going to put in the extended oil for 12,000 miles, but they don't have to check their oil. Mm-hmm. And that's a real problem because all cars consume oil at to some extent. Right. Some of them are going to be a quarter of a quart low on 3,000 miles. Some of them are going to take 6,000 miles to be a half a quart. Mm -hmm. But at 6,000 miles, then 12,000 miles were a full quart. Now, let me ask you, Mrs. Car Guy's wife, all right, you look (laughs) at the dipstick, how do you know when it's a quart low? Isn't it under the ad mark? It's at the ad mark. Okay. It's at At or below. Well, at the ad mark, it's a quart low. Right. And below that, it's a quart plus. Okay. So you don't you don't add oil till it gets to the ad mark or below it. 
Right. It's a bad idea to add a quart of oil when it's between the ad and the full. Because okay. if it's between the ad and the full, it's okay. It's not a quart low. That's right. Yeah. It's not a quart low till it gets to the ad marker below that. Right. So you failed that test. I oh, just I thought did. I'd tell you. Okay. All, All right. right. <laughs> well, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by SNS Tire and Auto Service. They opened up in 1976. They're on the second generation. There's two young men that have taken over for their father. They have three locations to serve you. These two boys have been around since they were old enough to sweep cigarette butts off the parking yeah. lot, if you remember that. Kind of like our kids. Our yeah. kids the same. <laughs> so SNS is three locations in the West Valley, Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. They have a really big, comprehensive lines of tires, different brands, different sizes, and they have any tire you want for your personal vehicle, plus Depends on what you do, but wheelbarrows to tractors, big trucks, and everything in between. They're capable of telling you, giving you three menus, best, the best tire, the good tire, and the premium tire, or the, the economy good, better, tire. Best, yeah, yeah, good, better, best, or economy and good and then best. Yeah. So if, if you go in and you just say, would you give me three prices for the three tires and give me the brands, they can pull that off for you. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for new tires on the west side, then SNS Tires is who I would suggest you at least stop by and look at what they've got. All righty, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. When we come back, if you're on the phone, we'll give you, uh, give you an opportunity to ask your question, and then we'll do our best to answer it. We'll be right back. Mark Levin lays out what life would be like with Hillary in office. Can you imagine what would be happening to this country in the vice grip of the left? What would happen to our industry? What would happen to our entrepreneurs? What would happen to our property rights? What would happen to our income? What would happen to our security and law enforcement in our neighborhood? Can you imagine? They've already gotten their creepy hands on our health care system, and everybody now struggling over health care. Mark Levin, weeknights at 9, right after Larry Elder at 6, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified, We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May. And I wrote this message. Do you have what it takes to be 960 The Patriot's top shot? There's only one way to find out. As 960 The Patriot and Scottsdale Gun Club present the second annual Top Shot Shooting Competition. 64 contestants will go head-to-head in a bracket-style tournament June 23rd and 24th until one person is crowned the new Top Shot champion. Whether you're new to shooting or a seasoned pro, Top Shot's accuracy targets, speed challenges, and even points for knocking down bowling pins will be 
fun and challenging for all. Make it to the finals and be crowned 960 The Patriots Top Shot and win $1,000. All participants will receive a Top Shot event bag with over $125 worth of goodies, like a Top Shot shirt and a free round at Scottsdale Gun Club prior to the event to practice. Sign up today at 960thepatriot.com for Top Shot, June 23rd and 24th. Details and sign-ups at 960thepatriot.com. Sponsored by Patriot Trading Group. Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older. There is, but you actually have to be 65. Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age. And I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people. I don't think we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65. Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. Nope. How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Huh. Flu season is here and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu. I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35. Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org slash flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older. Zika is still a threat, so why risk it? We're taking our doctor's advice on how to protect our unborn baby from Zika birth defects. Let's keep stopping Zika. Visit cdc.gov slash prevent Zika. This message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. It's 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and every Saturday we're here from 10 to noon talking about cars and car repair issues. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. It's a Better Business Bureau A-plus rated shop, and he has great technicians that do domestic and foreign light-duty diesel trucks. So they're really good at what they do, and I can vouch for them. And just like I am right now, I'm telling you, they do good work. I-17 at Pinnacle Peak Road, strictly diesel service and repairs, open Monday through Friday, and they must sell. They sell all their parts 24 hours a day on their website as well, so you can go there and look at the different diesel stuff that you you might want to take a look at. And and just um, real quick, I wanted to say on the oil we were talking about the first segment, Roger, I'm going to get to you in just a second. Um, there's there's a real s- significance about the three different oils for people and how they drive. For instance, the people in Mountain Park Ranch in Ahwatukee that are across the freeway from us, uh-huh. there's a lot of people that do 3,000 3, miles a year. Right. We have them on a conventional oil change, and we bring them in in April or May. Right. Because we want them to go through the the uh, the uh, summertime with fresh oil, mm-hmm. but at three thousand miles, we wouldn't put a synthetic in there because the synthetic would last to eight or ten thousand miles, and in reality, that'd be three years. Right. We don't think it's in their best interest not to have somebody check their tires and their fluids and their belts and the hoses for three years. Right. So we put them in a conventional. We make a lot less money on a conventional oil change. Right. But we're doing what's best for them, and many other shops do the same thing. Sure. In a conventional oil, we always put it in, or we usually put it in if it's leaking oil. 
and, and an older vehicle an older, that's leaking, yeah. Right, and we'll change the viscosity. Right. So if we'll put a 1030 in something that's in good shape. Right. But if it's a leaker, we'll put in a straight 30 weight or maybe a 1040 or even a 2050. So right. we'll we'll modify the oil viscosity or the weight of the oil based on the car and, sure. and its ability. If we have somebody in the 7,500 mile a year range, then mm-hmm. we put them in a blended oil, again, once a, mo- or once a, year, a year oil change. Yeah. That just takes a lot of load off of you, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Roger, good morning. How can we help you this morning? Yeah, good morning, Mark. I'm, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to give you a scenario. Okay. I, it's, it's July or August, 110 degrees. I'm on my way up to the mountains, and I'm stuck in an accident somewhere on 17, and it's 110 degrees out. And so I want to keep my air conditioning on because, you know, Lord knows you don't want to sit there with your windows down going, oh, this is hot. So my question is, is it, as I'm sitting there with the vehicle running, is it better lubrication to have my gear shift in neutral or park? Which one is lubricating my transmission more? No, they're both the same. Oh, they're both the same. Yeah, so I'm getting enough lubrication in that transmission. Yeah, that, that really and truly you should take this thought process off the table because it's not going to make any difference you see when you're in drive then we're sending fluid through a different passageway but the fluid pressure hasn't changed and we're not forcing the fluid through this transmission because the pump runs on the engine rpm so if you're sitting there idling at 600 rpm then so is the converter so is the pump so it really is not going to make any difference there's no way you can overheat that transmission fluid sitting there in drive as, even if you stood there for an hour. I think it's better for you to throw it into park. I think it's better if you're going to do anything is bring the idle slightly up for the air conditioning. I think you should be well aware of the difference between normal and, and max AC so that you can keep the car comfortable and expect that the gauge may very well on the engine temperature go up to about three quarters, which it doesn't bother me at all. The gauge on every car should be, or the needle should be between half and three quarters. But as far as the transmission is concerned, there is no difference between park and drive if you're sitting there idling. Okay, no, he said park and neutral. Thing. Uh, I use full synthetic. I have a Toyota Tundra 2006. Okay. Uh, per the information that you give endlessly about oil changes, which is a good thing because people don't understand that, I change my full synthetic, uh, and I drive about 8,000 miles a year, maybe Ten at the most um, is six thousand miles a good change, or can I go a little further than that? No, if you're eight to ten, you can go the whole year. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, I want you to change the oil at the beginning of summer because that's our that that's the season that you know is the worst. So I want you to go through the summertime after we've checked your belts and your hoses and aired up your tires and checked all your fluids and all that kind of stuff that we do. It's just a matter of maximizing when you do the oil change and then when you when when you do the change. If you're in synthetic and you're eight to ten a year. I think you're throwing money away by changing it to 6,000 because that's too early. You're draining oil that really has got life left. Well, I don't have a gauge that tells me that, but when I drain that oil at 6,000 miles, it's pretty dark. Well, yeah, but i got to tell you a funny story. I'm working on a legal case right now involving an insurance company, okay? And during this thing, uh, the, the, the allegation is is that the oil, after 8,900 miles on an oil change, the, the oil had a golden hue. 
after 8,900 miles. That's okay? a pretty good color. I mean, I wish <laughs> that it looked like that when I drained it. All right, wait a minute. There's, there's the end of the story. So we decided, first of all, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe in all my life that an oil is going to have a golden hue after 8,900 miles or 7,900 miles or 6,900 miles or, for that matter, 2,900 miles. So I instructed my staff, in every single oil change you do, if you can document the oil change before, here's some baby food jars. Here's a couple hundred baby food jars. I want them to fill the baby food jar up, and I want them to write down how many miles this oil went. How many miles this oil went. And I said, and I want them all to do it. Fourteen guys working on cars. Mm -hmm. I ended up with 100 baby food jars. Right. Every single one of them did not have a golden hue. We went from, we, I think we had brand new oil in one baby food right. jar. Because we did this for a demonstration mm -hmm. for a judge. Yep. So the, the, here's, your, here's your golden hue. Right. There was cars with 800, 1,000 miles on the oil. And and it, it didn't still, have a golden hue. Yeah, it was still dark. It was still dark. The oil is supposed to, it captures the dirt, and that's what we call detergent, but it's not really a scrubbing bubbles detergent. We capture the dirt. It holds it in suspension till the next time it goes through the filter. The color of oil means nothing in a gas or a diesel engine. You cannot taste it. You can't wipe it on a piece of glass. You cannot come to any kind of determination whether or not it's it's got amber and it's not going to have amber so for your truck or your toyota i would not be concerned with the now if you smell it and it's got gasoline in it which is going to be really obvious that's a problem and if it's white and foamy and it's got coolant in it or if it's green and foamy or orange and foamy but but the color of oil has nothing to do with with what's going on so that carbon the darkness has nothing to do with the amount of carbon that's been put into that oil well, yeah, but carbon is a solid, and it's going to come out of the filter. No, not no, 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 no. There's a lot of other things that are more corrosive. There's an acid that's created if you don't heat the oil up. So if you drive to the liquor store and back, you know, every month one time, and that's all you ever drive your car, then there's a problem there. So there's acids that build up, and there's water that builds up. But on, uh, we have a, a situation that we're going to contain that. Most of the oils can counteract the acid. The water we can't do anything about. But well, no, really and truly. If you drive from the liquor store and back once a day, six miles, and that's all you do, you've got more problems than that. I mean, you've got <laughs> that's right. to dried up anything you thought. You wouldn't care about your oil. <laughs> okay, exactly. you I mean, two. You've got to dry out the exhaust. <laughs> all right, you two. That's it. That's oh, it. I'm not going to have. I'm, I, I'm not going to throw this stuff out there and have you two guys make fun of me. But okay, I understand your point, and you're exactly right. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The lines are wide open. If you have a car question, or if you want me to solve an argument between you and your wife, just call me Doctor Phil. Yeah, right. And I'm or Monty Hall. If those uh, of these that are older than I am. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. 
Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Get a head start on your career while earning money to pay for college. Log on to NationalGuard.com to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Arizona Army National Guard. Aired by the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement, a plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. Welcome back to everybody. Let's see, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is my co-pilot, Renee, my wife, who's been in the car repair business as long as I, almost as long as I have. Yeah. Um, I've got 44 years, no, 
Yeah, pretty much, because we got married about the same time that uh, I, I was working at the Ken's Broadway show. Yeah. So it goes back a long time. Nevertheless, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley, full-service, family-owned operation. So if you live in Deer Valley or North Phoenix, Tom's been around since 1983. I've known Tom since 1979. He's a good guy. He's honest. He's dependable. He has good quality technicians. He has excellent customer service. He's been around a long time, and you don't need to worry about him going out of business day after you do $2,000 worth of engine work. You don't have to worry about that. So he has ASE Master Technicians, I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner, Action Auto Repair. Real quick. Okay. You guys, on the break, you and Gil were talking about Jerry Springer because we have a caller named Jerry Springer. And, no, and we have a caller named Jerry. Jerry, that's right, that's right, that's right. And and, and the idea is this. Uh, I have watched Jerry Springer. Do you know why? Yeah, makes you feel good that your kids aren't on there. That's exactly said. right. Yeah. That's exactly right. It, my kids are not on that show, and I'm real grateful for that. And neither am I. I neither think it would be you. more likely you'd be on that <laughs> yeah. show, but whatever. No, 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 no. Uh, All right, and speaking of Jerry, let's go to Jerry. Jerry, good morning to you. How can I help you? Oh, David, no. i got to go to David because he's first. I'm sorry, Gil. David, you're up first. Jerry, you stay there. Hey, good morning. Good morning. I got a question on the okay. mission station. Okay. Well, I, I've done some stuff. I have a 79 Jeep truck. I put a small block Chevy in it a couple of years ago, and then I changed my mind, and I put in an LS 6.0 in it. Okay. Now the mission stations want me to put in a front oxygen sensor, a back oxygen sensor, a purge system, and all kinds of other stuff. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Well, the rules change down. In my opinion, the rules change there on a regular basis. Um, that car, that motor that you put in there, that LS six liter, came with all that stuff: catalytic converter, O2 sensors, computers, throttle position sensor, all that kind of stuff. I think you can appeal that, but here's the real question: How dirty is the, it coming out of the tailpipe right now? Do you even come close to seventy nine Jeep standards? Oh no, I'm running zeros across the board. Okay. Uh, and how how are you pulling that off? I've never seen zeros. Yeah. Well, my CLs is like zero point zero five, and my HCs is point or like thirty one. I think it is. Okay. Well, those are that is what I call wrap your lips around the tailpipe, and you're not going to die because what's coming out of that tailpipe. But do you have catalytic converters already? Yeah, I got the front axle sensor and the catalytic converter. Yeah. Okay. So what uh, if you have those? Do you have a check engine light in the Jeep? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you need to appeal. I can't answer your question. I don't know the answer to your question. If you're blowing those kinds of tailpipe readings, you know, and you have a check engine light on your truck, and there's no, there's nothing in the monitors that says it hasn't been reset, then I don't understand why that they would make you an example. But there is an appeal process, and I think I think you should go through that. All righty. Well, good luck to you. That's a, that's a that's a those are really good emissions uh, numbers. A, oh, yeah. I mean that's that's what a 2016, 17, 18 car would have, yeah. where you're just blowing zeros almost. So, yeah. well, that that's a great deal, David. David, uh, Stephen, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. Uh, I have a 2004 Saturn View that I've babied quite well. I uh, used to live on board a ship that literally had an oil fire every day, so I understand the importance of keeping things clean. Uh-huh. recently went to the former Saturn dealer 
to get a quick oil change, and immediately after that, every time I start my engine, after the uh, the instrument cluster lamp test, the check engine light comes on for about 40 seconds and goes out. That checks to make sure that the oil filler uh, cover on the you know the valve cover is tied in in place. The gas cap is tied in place, and I'm kind of at a loss. Why is this nut suddenly doing this after you know, 14 years of no problems? Well, the answer to your question is too early. Your question is too early. We've got to find out what's going on, and then we can answer the question. Um, I did I, put an OBD scanner on, and there are no codes pending. Okay. Well, um, the only other thing I would look at is, is serial stream data. Otherwise, let's go in history and see what's available on an 04. I'd also want to go and see if any of the monitors have been reset. But I've, I don't know that I've ever worked on what you're talking about. The, uh, the, oftentimes, the checking light will come on and off on the older cars depending on a cylinder misfire. So I don't know if that's applicable to your 04 because it's 14 years old and my hard drive doesn't you know keep that stuff on there forever. But I think the next level on your OBD, and you said OBD scanner, but I'm sure you just looked at the codes. Because if you had an OBD scanner, you couldn't read it anyway. So it gives you everything in numbers, and so you have to add, you have to know if a mass airflow sensor it should be an 8 number or an 80 number or an 8,000 number. You have to know all of that. So yeah, you're checking. I do have, yeah, I do have the code books, but there were no codes at all showing. Okay, but codes again don't don't tell you much. It just tells you what state the problem's in in Arkansas. So the, the you, no codes is fine, but behind the scenes there may be serial stream data, there may be some historical data, and then we're looking at the monitors to reset. If a system goes down and comes back up, the computer's not going to like that. So we go in and say, hey, are all your monitors reset? As we look at each one, well, one of them on the catalyst is not reset. So then we start looking at why isn't the catalyst coming warm? Why is it taking so long? Or in a, a, a misfire. But I can't fix your problem. I can't even tell you what it is. But your question, you chasing the, you know, chasing your question is a bad idea. Let's chase the light. And once we get to the light, we'll know if it had anything to do with the oil change or not. And you might, you could go back to them and say, hey. I'd like you to look at this because it appears you gave me something I didn't have before. I will tell you this much. Not too long ago, one of my guys, we have guns that we pump five quarts of oil in your car in 11 seconds. I hate it that that we're going to waste all that oil by trying to drain those quart cans, and, and then we have to get rid of the plastic, we have to get rid of the cardboard, we have to do all that. So I've set my shop up for an environmental position of just we squirt one of the guys squirted the oil so fast in the car that he flooded the entire pcv valve system flooded the air filter flooded the engine with oil it took us forever to get that thing back to normal we admitted it but we now all know that you can't just run those guns wide open and stick five quarts of oil in 10 or 12 seconds in a car some of the cars don't have a return big enough now you could be one of those, and it would be easy to tell because you'd find carbon in a couple of the cylinders, and the spark plugs would show misfire, and the spark plugs would show oil consumption. That doesn't mean they hurt your motor. That means we just need to clean it up a little bit better. That's the best I got for you, Stephen. Good luck to you. Ron and Jerry, you stay right there because you're number one and number two on the other side of this break, and we'll be back in a minute. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud. 
that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. A private Christian school provides more one-on-one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, 960 The Patriot presents Half-Off Tuition. Now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private Christian school for half-off. We've partnered with some of the top Christian schools in the Valley to offer a limited number of half-off tuition vouchers. Imagine smaller class sizes, better grades, an inspiring Christian environment where the achievements are positively outstanding. For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's 960thepatriot.com. So, Justin, I was playing that video game Force Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... And then I went playing in this virtual stream where this water... It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest. The real forest. Where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like ribbit and i saw an owl too then i played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles like wet water then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long oh that's a pretty cool too this weekend unplug getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family to find the forest nearest you go to discovertheforest.org Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number seven. Not only is the app the best place to listen to your favorite Patriot shows and podcasts, but look out for special contests, giveaways, and even scratch games right at your fingertips. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you. 960 The Patriot and 960ThePatriot.com. All righty, welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and we're running a little bit behind, so I'm going to go to the callers real quick. We have Ron and Jerry and Tom, and we're not going to switch Jerry and Tom and Tom and Jerry because that's not fair. But, Ron, you've been waiting first and Jerry second, but I'm all ears. Yeah, Mark, um, i got a towing question. I have a 28-foot motorhome, and I'd like to tow a, a 2000 Silverado four-wheel drive possible how much does the truck weigh do you have any idea i don't know okay 
I can tell you that I can tell you for sure that most motorhomes only have a 5,000 pound towing capability. I'll tell you a rule of thumb, but don't hold me. This isn't apply in everybody's case. But first of all, the weight on the hitch will be stamped somewhere on the hitch. But most of the time, a 5,000-pound hitch will have two bolts on either side that bolt it to the frame. Most of the time, a 10,000-pound hitch, or the hitch itself, the receiver part of it, it'll be much bigger, and it'll have three bolts on each side. So okay. you have to, you can't tow anything. That, now, on the side of the sticker on the door, it'll say Gross Vehicle Weight Rating, GVWR. It'll be on the sticker. Yeah. And find that sticker and then go from there. A 28-foot, what chassis you got underneath it? It's a Ford chassis. Oh, you couldn't even pull a Volkswagen behind that thing. (laughs) I'm just teasing you. Thank you for laughing. Thank you for laughing. Thank you for laughing. I'm just teasing you. No, if you've got the Ford, you probably got the F53 chassis. Is it got the, um, what year is it? Uh, uh, 2015. Okay, I don't think you're going to have the F53 chassis on, but you could. What motor you got in there? Is the V10? I believe it's a V10. I'm okay. not sure. I think that I think that'll pull it. The only question is, is does your four-wheel drive Silverado exceed the val- or the, the the thing for the hitch? And and please let me tell you, if it does, you need to go to Plan B. Okay. Um, I okay. work those cases for insurance companies. So you're driving down the road, that truck comes loose, kills a bunch of people, you, and we find out that truck weighs 6,500 pounds and you're only supposed to have 5,000 pounds. Your insurance company is just going to go crazy because they know that that just doubled the, the claim, or I'm being facetious, but they know that you're in bigger trouble than you were if you'd have been 4,800 pound truck. Yeah. So just don't, 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 don't do, don't, don't skate there when, when uh, yeah. the, the risk and the risk is huge, the reward is nothing. Okay. Okay. There's uh, the, the other question I had is, uh, it's an automatic. Will, will I have to take the drive lines out of it, or? Well, um, is well, it a part? Is it a, Is it part-time four wheel? You got hubs in the front? No. Okay. Um, so it's going to be all-wheel drive. Yeah, you might have to put a, a slip lock. Uh, you might have to put a, a slip collar. You got to disable the transmission somehow. And in your owner's manual or on the website, you'll be able to answer that. Can this vehicle be towed four down? And there uh-huh. may very well be a way that you can put the transfer case in neutral, and this vehicle can be towed four down. But there also might be a caveat that says, you know, every 200 miles we want you to start it up and run it through the gears. But I think the, uh-huh. the shifter is going to be in neutral, so the steering wheel will go left and right. And I think the transfer case might be your way out on that Silverado. Okay? All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you very much, Ron. I want to admit to everybody that David and Steven stumped me today. David had a uh, 79 Jeep with a brand-new 6-liter, up-to-date Microsoft 10 motor, and he's passing emissions, but he doesn't understand why they want him to do a bunch more work, and I don't either. Steven had a had a view, and he had an oil change, and now he's got an intermittent check engine light right after he starts it that goes away. I can tell both of you this, that that there's guys out there there's a lot of guys out there that can diagnose this view with no problem. I think your diagnostic charge is 75 to about $125. As far as the emissions thing, I think I gave him the best advice. Just go appeal that. Jerry, thank you for holding. How can I help you today? Uh, this is a follow-up on an oil consumption question. Okay. Uh, I was using uh, I was using a bunch of oil. I called you on that. And, uh, so what I did was we had the shop recommended that I change the PCV valve. Okay. Changed the PCV valve, my oil consumption went away. 
and I was getting about 1,300 miles per uh, quart of oil. But in the last three or four months, that's dropped down to now about 600 miles per, per quart of oil. Okay. Uh, so where do I go from here? Wait a minute. Before the PCV valve work, it was getting 1,300 uh, miles on a quart of oil, and now you've... No, no. A- okay, no, no. the other way around. I was, right. I was, uh, I was getting bad consumption, so the shop, I was, you know, the same consumption mm-hmm. I was getting now, basically. And then the shop said, let's try and change your PCV valve, <clears throat> and that changed it. Then my oil consumption, I mean, it was taking uh, 1,300 miles to use a quart. But now it's again dropped back down to where it's about five or six hundred miles per okay. per quart. All right. So, and 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 if I ask you, is it leaking, Jerry? Do you see anything on the ground in your garage or on your driveway? Is it leaking? No, it's bone dry. I mean, I looked underneath okay. the valve covers, the oil pan, everything. It's bone dry in that. Okay, fair enough. The next thing to do is pull the spark plugs, and okay. and and pull them all and keep them in order, and you're okay. going to see the cylinder that's consuming the oil because it's not leaking so it's got to be consuming it and send it out the tailpipe and so right. you're going to find one cylinder then you're going to do a wet and dry compression test on that one cylinder plus the one to the left and the one to the right so you want to do three because that gives you the best comparison and at that okay. point you can decide what the heck's going on now the only other thing it could be is is that the intake gasket could be bad and it's sucking out oil out of the valley underneath the intake and that's something we see once a year, and that will typically spend oil to a couple of cylinders, yet the compression will be fine and there'll be no leak down, and then we know that we're sucking oil out of underneath the intake where we shouldn't, and that's where you start pressurizing the engine, and if we pressurize the engine and we got air coming out of one or two or three cylinders, then bingo, we've already, we, we know what we're doing at that point. So that's, but I think the spark plugs, pulling them out and looking at them and comparing them, I think you'll find the cylinder that's causing the problem, and then there is test procedures after that. Okay? Okay. Uh, one question. Now, sure. would that compression test determine if it's the valve or if it's the uh, rings? Because from what I understand, the 4.7 motors have issues with its valve, valve guide. Okay, and it could be the valve guide. You're you're absolutely right. It could be the valve guide. And in, in that particular case, we'd probably pull the exhaust or the intake or drop a camera down inside there and look at the back side of the valve. Now, if it's a valve, then I think we ought to pull that valve spring off that valve on the intake side of the affected cylinder. And I think we ought to put a new uh, seal on it and then just put it back together and see what happens at that point. Sometimes there's an O-ring on top of that valve, but sometimes there's an umbrella seal that works better. So the answer to your question is we'll have an answer. Our industry will have an answer. What part of town do you live in? Uh, Well, um, I'm up by Kurtz, and that's who I use. Oh, Uh, and there'll be no problem. Those two young bucks up there... Jeff and Eric, um, they know exactly what I'm talking about, and they're and you just tell them what's step one, and okay, the step one, and say call me when you get the results, and we'll decide what we're going to do after that. Okay. All righty. Good. Thank you, Jerry. All right. Thank you for holding as long as you did. Okay, and then I want to tell you also that I made a mistake last week, and there was a lady named Lynn, and if she calls me again and bugs me about mistakes I make, I'm going to give you her cell phone number and tell you that she's a great person just to talk to, but she likes to talk for at least 30 minutes. So your responsibility would be take up her time. But last week, I talked about going to some of the uh, discount places to, to look at tires or something like that. I don't remember what it was. And I, I use the word price club, which my family just gripes me all the time. I know it's Costco, 
but I was just born and we it was Price Club back then. So I'm sorry I messed up, Lynn. Lynn, I'm sorry, but I have your cell phone number and 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 I'm just letting you know that if if um if you hurt my feelings again, I'm I'm going to hand out your cell phone and and tell people to call you and and that you're lonesome and that they're going to want to talk to you for 30 minutes or 35 minutes. All right, we're going to go back to the phones. Tom, good morning to you. How can I help you, Tom? Good morning. Thanks, Mark. A question about my car hard, having hard starts. I checked the fuel pressure and the regulator, and it's okay, but 80% of the time it has a hard start, and if I step on the accelerator a little bit, it gets it to start. So what do you think that could be? What kind of car is it? It's a Pontiac Bonneville 2003. It's got a 3.8-liter engine. Okay. You know, you're, you're not going to start for, because of, of oil um, or spark, and and I don't I your 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 throttle doesn't make any difference. I mean you can you it, it, the only difference it makes is if you push it all the way to the floor, it's going to go into what it's, we call clear flood mode because that the computer says, oh he's got his foot all the way to the floor. Oh he's trying to clear a flooded vehicle, so I'm going to trim down the fuel. I'm going to shut the faucet off just a little bit. So I know that that programming and logic is in your Bonneville. But to be perfectly honest with you, this is the third time I've been stumped in this show. Because it's always going to be spark or fuel. And so if you've got good fuel pressure and you're, is it 35, 45 pounds, I'm guessing? It was like 44. Okay. All right. And does it, and when you shut the key off and let it sit overnight and leave the gauge on there, when you turn the key back on in the morning, it pops to 44 immediately? I didn't do that. I left it on for like 10 minutes. It didn't bleed down. Okay. All right. Well, that is a consideration. We let it. Is it only a hard start in first thing in the morning after it's been sitting a while, or is it a hard start when you stop at the grocery store and you come back out a half an hour later? More sitting, but I haven't paid attention. I, I okay. think it even happens when it's warm out, but it's been sitting. All right. Well, if it, it sounds like you have uh, above average, um, you know, skills in the, in the car repair stuff. Um, I would want you if you forget the throttle stuff. Let's let's work on something else. Pull a spark plug wire if you think it's going to be a hard start. Pull it. Stick a spark plug in there. Stand outside. Put the parking brake on. Put it in park. Reach your hand in. Crank it over. You can hear the snap, snap, snap. And if if you if you get it close to the windshield wiper area, you can probably see it snap, snap, snap. So you carry an old spark plug with you, and you just pop the boot off generally. Put it in there. But it but the, the question is, now. We could still have fuel pressure and have lost a camera or a crank sensor, and the, and the computer doesn't know when to to give you spark, and it certainly doesn't know when to fire the injectors. So we could right. have a camera crank, but usually those set a, a code, usually. No no code. Okay. Yeah, I, I, um, spark or fuel, I think we need to hang our head on spark and fuel, and, and I would like to see you let leave that gauge on all night long. And did you pull the vacuum line on the fuel pressure regulator? Yeah, and it went up a little bit, then it came down. Okay, but, but I'm was, more interested in... It went up in, a little bit. Okay, I don't want any wetness inside that hose. Any wetness. Yeah, there was no... No, I didn't smell anything, and there was no liquid I could see. Okay. All right. And, and, and obviously, if you pull the vacuum on it, then, then it should come up a couple of pounds. So we're okay there. But I, I, I don't know. I think we need to look at the spark side and okay. um, and see if we're we got that. Because I think the fact that you hit the throttle... Um, and it helps it to start. I think it's more of an extended crank. I think it's, you know, you've been cranking on it 8 or 10 seconds, and you hit the throttle and it fires up. 
I think that might be related. But I don't want to hang my hat on the extended, uh, that I'm touching the throttle and it starts, because I'll be able to explain that after I figure out why it won't start. And you might even try some ether, spray some ether in there, and if it hits bangs every time, then that suggests fuel because we're banging it with spark. So there's those kinds of tests you need to worry about. I got to go, though, but thank you very much. Hector, please stay here because I'll be back in a few minutes and over the top of the hour. So take a break for about three, three and a half minutes. And when we get back, I'm going to take you first. Anybody else? 602-508-0960. We got four open lines. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.